Welcome to Ask a Bible Teacher with Pastor Mark Fontecchio, a broadcast ministry of Return to the Word and made possible by faithful supporters like you. Find out more at returntotheword.com. Welcome back to Ask a Bible Teacher. We believe the Word of God has the answers to your questions, and we want to help you find them. Now, the question we're going to tackle in this episode is about proving that God is real. I'm excited about this question. Here's the question that came in. How can you use the Word of God and His existence to prove He is real if both of those are what is in question? Most unbelievers do not trust the Word, the Bible, because it was written, quote-unquote, by men, and they just simply don't believe in the existence of God altogether. Well, here's our answer. Strictly speaking, the Bible doesn't set out to prove that God exists. Let me show you what I mean. In the very opening words of the creation account, we read in Genesis 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Notice that there's no effort given at all to prove the existence of God. Rather, the Bible starts with the statement, God exists. In the beginning, God, the one true God, this is what he did. He created the heavens and the earth. We learn that God has given all of mankind a general knowledge of him. This is why in Romans 1, verses 18 through 20, it says this, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness, because what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so they are without excuse. This revelation of God that he has given to all mankind is often referred to as the general revelation of God. God's wrath comes upon those who suppress this truth. That's in verse 18. Verse 19 says that the reason is because God has shown all of mankind some of his invisible attributes. Now, this is a very important theological statement in these verses. Mankind is holding down the knowledge, suppressing the knowledge of God as creator and sustainer. And what are the attributes of God in verse 20 that God's creation displays? It's his invisible attributes, specifically defined later in the verse as his eternal power and his Godhead. See, every lost man can see God's eternal power, and in his creation, man can see that there is a God. By implication, I believe man can also see that he is finite, man is small, that he is not God, and that there is a big gap between himself and God. This makes me think of the words of David from Psalm 19, verse 1. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows his handiwork. Creation reveals the existence of God. It is what God used to bring me to the awareness that there must be a God. It is also what God used to open my heart to the gospel of Christ, Acts 16, 14. But let's take a look again at verse 19 in Romans 1. It says, because what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. The general revelation of God includes creation, and it also includes our conscience. 
Paul said that God put this knowledge in man within them, that there is a God. When we talk theologically about special revelation, we are talking specifically about the word of God. The general revelation of God is enough to bring a person to the knowledge that there is a God. It is enough to bring a person under the condemnation of God, but it's not enough to bring a person to saving faith. That requires the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul is saying, no one has the excuse, I did not know God existed. To deny the creator is to suppress his truth. God gives the evidence of his existence. Psalm 14.1 says, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Once a person is saved by faith in the gospel of Christ, the word of God continues to teach believers more about the God they have come to know in the scriptures. This is why Paul told the church of Corinth in 1 Corinthians 2.14, but the natural man does not receive the things of the spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Unbelievers need the gospel of Christ because only after they have received the indwelling of the Spirit of God will the teachings of Scripture begin to be discerned as God intends. Then believers will be able to learn more about the God they serve and grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. 2 Peter 3.18 God has also intentionally revealed himself in his Son. In John 1.18 we read, no one has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son who is in the bosom of the Father, he has declared him. The historical evidence, even outside the Bible, of the life and the death and resurrection of Jesus has brought a number of people to faith. Skeptics will always exist. Pray for them. Gently keep sharing the gospel of Christ with them. Attempt to get them to read about Jesus in the gospels. John is usually a good place to start and pray that God would open their hearts to his truth. Thanks for listening. And remember, if you have a Bible question we can help you answer, come visit us at returntotheword.com. Return to the Word is a faith ministry. This means we freely distribute the teaching of the Word of God over the air and online. We do this without charge. If you feel led to support the ministry with a donation to help cover these costs, you may do so on our website, returntotheword.com, or by mailing a donation to Return to the Word, P.O. Box 879-259, Wasilla, Alaska, 99687. Thanks for listening, and we pray that the Word of God will be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path.